Welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40, a weekly podcast about stepping outside of the box and into a life that is true to who you really are. We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two 40-something-year-old friends and coaches who are on a journey to live the second half of our lives with greater flow and ease. Our passion is to guide and support our clients in becoming their most authentic and aligned selves. We love digging into a variety of topics and sharing some of our insights and perspectives through our coaching lenses. We both spent the first half of our lives trying to fit into a box only to realize we were burnt out and searching for a better way to do life. We are here to remind you that it's never too late to start living your best life. Let's get into today's episode. You know what I found really interesting when I first started my healing journey or just journey towards like personal growth and getting to know myself a little bit better was that I had no idea what my core values were and had no idea just how crucial it is to actually identify and understand your core values. Same. Like I started hearing that term get tossed around a bit, um, probably 10 ish years ago. And I just thought, I don't need that. I don't need to know that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm living my life. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's great. Like, hello, just living life as it comes to me and making decisions as well as I possibly can. And uh, for me, it was not easy making decisions, though. Um, I was so bad at being indecisive. And it was something that used to frustrate the hell out of my husband. He'd even try to like trick me to make a decision. One thing that he did one day was like, guess what restaurant we're going to? And I'm like, I don't know where he's like your favorite one. And I'm like, Oh, which one? (laughs) He was like, damn it. I can't even get you to like, just throw something out so I can be like, yes, you're right. That is so funny. Yeah. That is hilarious. But it, it wasn't like, it didn't hit me that, wow. Okay. This is actually could be problematic. Not being able to have a clear, vision of what you want or a clear just understanding. And that's really what brought me to get serious about identifying my core values. It was the decision-making process, as well as just feeling more confident in myself to make decisions that could be simple or really challenging. That's really interesting that you had the realization first that maybe figuring this out will help bring me into more of an aligned place. Because for Mm -hmm. me, I think it sort of happened in the opposite way. Like I didn't make that connection and I just knew I was living out of alignment. And then I kept trying to do all these different things in my life to bring me more into an aligned way of living. And um, it was just a really random, like fun activity that my, uh, one of my friend groups One of them had read a Brene Brown book that talked about core values. And I guess she had a list of all these different ones. And there was an exercise where she suggests you like pick your top 20 and then narrow it down those 20 down to 10 and then down to five and then down to two to figure out your actual Mm. like two like core core values. Obviously, you can have more than two, but yeah. And so we all did that for fun. 
And that's the first time I ever even thought about it. And I thought about it for days. And I was like marking the list and really digging down. And then once I realized what my two were, which this activity, I realized it was independence and simplicity. Awesome. I was like, I need to create my life around this. Like that's how I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll even get occasionally uh, clients or just uh, followers on Instagram, you know, ask me, like, why is it really that important to mm-hmm. identify your core values? Like, what what's the big deal about it? And um, I know for you and I, we've chatted about just the change that it brought into our own lives. But I think it's besides building greater self-trust and confidence and your ability to make decisions for yourself in life. It just gives you such a strong sense of self, like who you are, right? Totally. And like a foundation that is there for you when you're like faced with some sort of life decision, whether it's a job or a move or whatever, a relationship decision, you can come back to that as like your home base of Mm -hmm. does this align with what I know to be at my core, the most important things for me to be living a content, aligned, happy life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a roadmap in a sense for decision-making. Absolutely. And especially like if you're an indecisive person, like I was before it, how are you supposed to make decisions when you don't you're not clear. You don't know what it is that means the most to you, right. what you strive for in your life. And what I think is really cool is initially I thought when it came to core values that it was about like what I wanted to have in my life. That was my focus. Whereas in reality, and I learned this from a mentor of mine that It's not about what you have, but it's about how you feel. And that is what core, your core values are all about is the feeling that you're desiring because as human beings, that's ultimately what guides our decisions throughout life and our actions is the feeling that we want to get out of it. Yeah. And I think one of the coolest parts is how different all of our core values can be. It might lead us to the same place of feeling, you know, that you're living in integrity, that you're all these things, but Mm -hmm. um, having different values is what sort of enriches our, our lives and the people in our lives and our culture and our society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing that I will do with my coaching clients to help in identifying the core values is um, I'll I'll have them kind of dream big and mm-hmm. say, like, in five years, what do you desire for your life or your business? And just have them really listed out. And from there, I'll kind of ask certain questions to dig a little bit deeper into the feeling of it. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, someone saying that, oh, I want to make six figures a year. Great. But why? Because you can still make six figures, but be so incredibly stressed out 
or still Mm -hmm. suffer from depression or whatever, you know, it might be that you're desiring to replace, you know, the, the feeling with. So it's, it's getting clear on why does this thing, whether it's the money or the car or the travel mean so much to you? What's the feeling that you want to get out of it? And like you said, Carrie, just the difference for each one of us is super cool just to, to see how incredibly different everyone's values are. And so I would love to hear yours, Carrie. I know we kind of separately um, worked on identifying our values. And so I haven't heard yours yet. And I know you shared the two core ones. Yes. But what else? So with independence being so important to me, which when I, before I did that exercise, I had no idea that was really important to me, but it completely makes sense. The more work I've done on myself and realized what's going on (laughs) with me (laughs) and my conditioning and what I'm trying to achieve in my life. But in addition to independence, that I think that they go really well together are freedom and flexibility, Mm. which I just don't like that feeling of having to do something based on someone else's terms. Yeah. Especially if I don't agree with it or it doesn't feel like it's like aligning with the integrity that I want to have in what I'm doing. And in past jobs, I can really relate to that feeling. And I hated that feeling. Yeah. Like not feeling free. Not feeling free with my time, not feeling free with my decisions, not feeling free with like my location and not even in terms Mm. like, for example, when I worked in public education, I had to be at the school all day. So even if I had a break, I couldn't really easily leave to go do things because you have to be there during that time. And our breaks, you know, to eat lunch and things were so short, you couldn't really do any errands or appointments like a lot of people can do who get an hour long lunch break at a more traditional like business or corporate job, um, which I did also have in my past. So I felt like so much more freedom of my time, even in a corporate job compared to like public education. So those two contrasts were Mm. interesting to me to see. Um, But I mean, freedom and flexibility and independence can be related to so many things in terms of Mm -hmm. work. But Mm -hmm. I also like don't love getting up early in the morning. I'm so much more of a night owl. Like I would rather stay up late and get up a little later than the norm. And so like getting up at 6 a.m. when I had to be at work, you know, by 730 or 8 o'clock was so draining for me. And I didn't realize it because I was just used to doing it. Like draining, you just never, did you feel like you just never had energy, no matter even how much sleep you got? Or did that not? I think it was more mentally draining, Mm. like because I had plenty of energy to function throughout my day and have a social life and all of that. But I just didn't feel like my brain doesn't work optimally in the morning. Like, Mm. so I was just like, this feels like such a waste of my energy when I think very clearly, like, evening time and Mm -hmm. into the night and that's when I feel more creative that's when I feel more inspired that's when I feel more energetic yeah that's awesome especially 
like nowadays when you've got the 5 a.m. club and, you know, people always kind of pushing to like wake up super early to get all of the things done. And um, sounds like that was certainly not the life you were about, not desiring. The 5 a.m. wake up is so interesting to me that the people out there who are big proponents of it are assuming we all function the same and we're all on the same like rhythms of life. And Mm. I maybe if you have kids and that's the one time you can get in your day to yourself, I might get it. Mm -hmm. But for those of us who don't have kids and I can find time for myself very easily throughout the day, why would I get up when like my mind and my body are fighting, right? fighting it? And I feel like, too, like even if you have kids and and I can say this just because I have friends with children who are actually like yourself, night owls. So they don't even, you know, try for that early wake up. They take advantage of the evening when their kids go to sleep. So, yeah, I think um, kind of like what you're saying by just identifying that within yourself, that ties into feeling a lot more freedom and and free. And I think it can go, you know, either way that morning or evening for even mothers out there. And I don't hear that as much that kind of conversation with like, oh, wait till kids go to bed and do everything you need. So I like that thought. Um, What about you? What are a couple of your values? I have more, but I want to hear some of yours. Oh, okay. Well, Free is, so freedom is a big one for me, for sure. And um, when it comes to the thought of freedom, I I look at it as like, why is it that I want to have this business, my coaching business and make whatever money I make because I want to travel like that for me, travel, it's a big one. Well, why is it that I want to travel? I want to feel free. I want to mm-hmm. feel like nothing is holding me back or stopping me from achieving that desire. So freedom is, is big and also play or fun. And that along, you know, the lines of travel, why I like to travel, why my husband and I love to go out and see live music and shows it's, it's our way of play and fun. So fun is such a great one that I bet yeah. a lot of people, especially older, Mm. serious, professional people probably forget about because we are so conditioned that play and fun is for childhood. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, for me, I just can't envision like, why do I want to work my ass off and make a certain amount of money if I'm not going to be able to have fun right? and and play and have some ease in my life that comes with it. But on a whole nother level, contribution is a big Mm. one for me. And another reason why I am striving for the, you know, career with my business, the income, because I want to contribute. Everything that I'm doing right now is just a means to contribute even free content through this podcast and through our Instagram accounts but contribution is huge and mm-hmm. um peace that's 
especially as someone who's dealt with anxiety for a big portion of my life and just fear around uncertainty, peace is um, another major core value for me. Just feeling that within everything that I do. That's amazing. And it aligns really well with your Enneagram type. Oh, type nine, nine right? Yeah. yeah the how, core does, desire. how does that align? The core oh, okay. desire of type nine is peace and feeling <gasps> inner That's peace. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, what you said you had some other ones. What are yeah, some for me? Other ones um, so simplicity, mm. which I never in my life thought I would actually embrace minimalism. My partner has always been a minimalist and I was like, thought he was just, I don't know. I could not relate to him just wanting like two plates and two forks and two spoons. And we never did live like that. But um, when we had to, I started embracing minimalism when I read the Marie Kondo book. Oh my God. I'm obsessed. The life changing magic of, or whatever, tidying tidying up. up. (laughs) Oh yes. Um, we lived in a tiny apartment in Seattle when I read that book and I went through and did it by the book diligent, diligently. And we ended up getting rid of 45 (gasps) garbage, full-size garbage bags of stuff. Oh my God, that, that makes my heart kind of happy right now because I wish I could do that. Oh, it was the most freeing feeling. And my partner still talks about how me reading that book is one of his like (gasps) happiest things about our relationship that I like something clicked for me. He's like, I don't know what I would like, how we'd be if you were still like, keeping all this stuff it just clicked and then when we moved to Spain we had to get rid of everything we owned Mm. and we literally only had like four suitcases of possessions um that's awesome so I really felt the true minimalistic lifestyle and I I I can't imagine going back to just having a lot of stuff because I I don't think this is necessarily true for everyone but for me I really did feel weighted down by it and I didn't know I was feeling that way because it's just how I had always lived and then when the stuff was gone it was like this space and Mm. breath did you feel peace yeah a sense of just calm yes it yeah it was amazing so I do say that another like area of my values are simplicity Mm. minimalism and quality because I am a big believer in like quality over quantity yeah and anything I'm doing or purchasing like I'll research like to get the best thing so I don't have to like buy a bunch of cheap ones because they keep breaking or whatever no I get that I had I had the hardest time switching that mindset over did you or were you like no 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 this is this feels right this is great in terms of like the cost <laughs> like the price oh things. no it, I'm this is still a work in progress and I think I mean it has a lot to do with like mm. upbringing because in my yeah. family getting the deal or the bargain was a big part of yeah. the purchase and yeah so 
like, for example, one thing that I was adamant about doing this with was buying a yoga mat because mm. I'd always just bought like cheap yoga mats at Target or wherever. And they always got like messed up. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like but like chunks they were of like, them yeah, came chunks off. I know. Yes. Out, and yeah. you could see like the marks where your hands and feet were always like pushing into the mat. And I was like, no, I want a really good yoga mat. And so I researched and researched and I really wanted a yoga mat that was not made in a country that doesn't have ethical practices. So Mm -hmm. that was the hard part because a lot of them are made in China or countries where you don't know if like people were paid ethically and all of that. So um, anyway, I found I love my yoga mat and I paid way more than I would have ever thought I'd ever pay for a yoga mat. But every time I use it, I'm so happy and when I just thought in my mind like what's my cost per use of this yoga mat because I'm probably going to use it for years it's going to be less than a dollar because I use this yoga mat daily yeah and then like besides just that happiness it sounds like you can also kind of have the thought like oh I contributed to like this lifestyle of not supporting thing, you know, um, countries with the the ethical issues with employment, you're contributing in a different way where you feel good about it. It's like, ah, okay. You know? Yeah. And it's really hard to do because it's hard to find all, you know, purchases. Yes. (laughs) It's, but it's like little by little, I'm trying to think in that direction, but Mm. listen, I, I'm still trying to build my business. So I don't have a lot of just disposable income. So if I find a good deal on a pack of socks at Target, I'm probably going to buy yeah. a pack of socks at Target. <laughs> Heck yeah. And that's when I guess like it's even um, better or more beneficial that you are just so driven by simplicity because that certainly is incredibly helpful as someone who's building their business. Cause I know that can be so very hard to think that, Oh, I'm not going to be able to buy these things anymore. I'm going to have to cut costs here. Uh, I know for myself, that was definitely a tricky thing, but I feel when I started getting into the mentality of not spending so much money on clothing, that was my thing. Mm. <laughs> That was really helpful. And that's how I've simplified is minimizing my wardrobe, creating, I think they call it a capsule wardrobe. Yes. Yeah. I feel like we could probably do a whole episode on this topic because heck yeah, (laughs) there's so many things to talk about with minimalism and capsule wardrobes and all these ideas Mm -hmm. that are sort of becoming more mainstream than they were years ago because you hear more Mm -hmm. about this. Um, at least in the social media world, people are talking more and more about it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think it's so cool, just even right now, as you and I are talking about core values, like we've touched on so many different areas with uh, shopping for clothes, shopping for athletic equipment, and how identifying our core values has allowed us to make informed, good, solid decisions because this is where we're being guided is first knowing what really is so important to us and means so much. And what a fun conversation to have with loved ones in your life, because 
Dominique, we've talked about so many things and I had no idea like you had a capsule wardrobe or that you mm-hmm. had read the Marie Kondo book and mm-hmm. all like so just us talking about our core values in this conversation has sparked so many things that I want to continue talking to you about <laughs> new things that I learned about you. Um, and back when my friends and I did that core values exercise and we like tried to narrow it down to two, we, um, a group of four of us all met for like a glass of wine one night and we sat and we talked about all of our core values and we had the best conversation. It wow. was so fun. Even the guys got into this because I didn't think wow. my partner would like want to do it. And he was super into it. That's so it might be a fun thing to do with with people in your life. That would be absolutely amazing because, of course, I would geek out (laughs) having that kind of conversation, but it just it helps you better understand other people. And I know we've had conversation about viewing the world through a lens of compassion. This is very much one of those ways of doing so is just simply getting to know someone at that deeper level, knowing, you know, why they make the decisions that they make at a certain level by understanding what their their core values are. And so I think it would be great for us to throw out some tips, Carrie, to our listeners on how they can identify their own core values and so if you are listening, I would say pause this or just quickly go run and, and grab a notepad and a pen because I think that we can certainly offer some really good tips for those of you who are wanting to just gain some clarity on it. Yeah. Um, for me, when I was like really oblivious to this and didn't see any value in it, it really helped when my friend suggested this exercise to have that list of just to get the juices flowing because I don't think I could have on my own mm-hmm. thought of all the possibilities out there. So that having that support the first go around was really, help, really helpful to me. Yeah. And as far as the list goes, are you talking about the one from Brene Brown? Her I think it was Brene's list. Yeah, I think it was hers. But I'm sure if you Googled core values, core I values bet there and... are a lot of things out there Absolutely. at this point. And what we'll actually do is leave a list linked in the show notes. So you can at least have one of your own while you're sitting down and working on identifying your core values. Because like you said, Carrie, there's a lot of different lists to go off of, but you're so right. It is incredibly helpful having that on hand when you're just getting started. Another thing that I really love to do with my coaching clients and kind of throw this in as a way for me to contribute because I love it so much, but I do something called meta modeling with my coaching clients. And I learned this from my mentor, and this just helps you dive deeper into identifying what the feeling is that you're desiring. And so by asking yourself, and I'll kind of go back to the idea of, I want to make six figures a year by asking yourself, what would making six figures a year allow you to do, be, feel, have, and experience? 
So metamodeling is the process of asking what this thing will allow you to do, be, feel, have, or experience. And that can just help you if you're feeling stuck on really identifying a core value that can help you just really get the wheels turning a little bit more and give you more clarity on what that feeling is that you're desiring. And I also think that there is no wrong answer. So don't keep digging, digging, (laughs) digging for like the perfect uh, core value. Just get started, get those wheels turning and see what comes up without overthinking it. Just see what naturally comes up. Yeah. And another thing to keep in mind when you're going through and trying to figure out your own set of core values, you can think about currently what do you have in your life that you treasure the most that you wouldn't let anything get in the way of you having or feeling. It can be something concrete. It can be something more on an emotional level or a concept or an idea. But then on the flip side of that, to also think what don't you have or what haven't you achieved yet that you're still aspiring to that you feel like could be an essential piece of your core values. So there's what you already have and experience and there's what you're hoping to one day have and or experience. Yeah. Oh man, I love that. And I I love the idea you gave Carrie of first looking at what you already have that is stand out to you. Like, oh man, I love this thing so much, or I love doing this or giving this or any of the above. Like I love it so much. Like start off by just identifying what those obvious things are that you already have in your life. And then from there, that's when um, I think like just dreaming a little bit into what could come, whether it's you're doing like five-year goals, 10-year goals or whatever it might be, just dream big and, and go with the flow of identifying why it is that you want to achieve those things. But I think core values are just such an amazing thing to identify. And they have greatly, identifying my own has greatly changed my life. I mean, in ways I never imagined. And from something that I didn't think was really that big of a deal. Oh, same here. I feel like this is a topic we will probably revisit many times in future episodes of the podcast. Yeah, I really, I loved learning more about your core values too, Carrie. So thank you for sharing those. And then we need to have a chat about some tidying up and sounds like some wardrobe, the capsule wardrobe information. Future episode. Yeah, that'd be so much fun. But I loved learning more about you. And I hope everyone out there is inspired to identify their own core values and see what they bring to your life. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing it with friends and or family. We'd be incredibly grateful if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your preferred listening platform as it really helps. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can connect with us through our websites or Instagram, which are all linked in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you.
Our theme song was written by Michael Ahrens.